So, this is another mini-sode that I hold really, really close to my heart. Um, but before I get into it, I want to remind you that if you want to get these episodes every time they come out, just hit the subscribe button. And if you could, please let me know if these episodes are actually impacting your life by just leaving a review. I really cannot thank you enough for leaving a review. It's super simple. All you do is go on iTunes or your Android device or whatever platform you're listening to this from and scroll down and leave a few words of encouragement or what you'd like to see. You let me know. Uh, This week I'm testing out the mini episodes because I just want you to know a little bit more about me personally. And also, I think that it helps you realize that you don't need anyone else to start your own podcast. You can do it all by yourself. And if you're having trouble with doing that because you're scared of just doing it alone and you need a support system, I started a Facebook group called Scratch Your Own Itch, Creating a Life Worth Living. And it's for all those people who have deep curiosities, deep, deep, deep curiosities. And if you're like me at all, which uh, I'm sure you are, you keep going from idea to idea to idea before actually landing on one thing and going through and actually, I don't know, becoming the person that you need to become. Because I think that's really what happens when you create something out of nothing, which can happen from a podcast or a YouTube channel. And I want you to join this group just because you want to start living a life that you really are curious about. And if you're having trouble getting there, please email me at logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. And I'd love to guide you along the way and get you crystal clear on what you actually want to create in your life. So, anyways, this episode um, is... Sheesh. Ah, this one's going to be scary. Um, I titled this show, uh, Dare I Say, Losing My Mom Made Me Who I Am Today. Which is honestly not easy to share because she passed away when I was 11 years old. And I miss her so much. And I'm not going to lie to you and say I think about her every single day, but I think about her very, very often. Do know that I look exactly like her, and so that kind of scares me. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like the girl version of my mom or the boy version of my mom. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm the boy version of my mom. But I will say that I am very, very closely resembled to her. And people all the time tell me that I look like her. But anyways, uh, I want you to know that if you've ever lost a parent, you know exactly where I'm coming from when I say this to you.
but um, I was 11 years old and I slept on a leather brown couch we had in the living room. I woke up and began to prepare myself for school that day. I asked my pops why he wasn't at work already because he usually was at work at this time and he said just go back to sleep bud so confused and filled with curiosity I said can can you drive me to school though because I just wanted to get away usually I hated going to school but I felt different that day that day I wanted to escape from my house because in this house well this was the house where my mom had died she was only 39 years old and she died right under this roof that I called home it just didn't feel right being there so with this apprehension I went back to sleep it wasn't hard going back to sleep because sleep was my medication my way from being at home. It was the only aid in being able to escape from this reality that I now had to live with, and the fact was that my mom was gone. I didn't cry, though, for the rest of the day, or the next day, or the next day, or the day after that. I remember feeling ashamed more than feeling sorrow, actually. I felt shame because I made up excuses and lies in order to not visit my mom in the hospital. She had melanoma, and I just didn't like seeing her in pain and suffer. Finally, the day came. It was the day of her wake, and it took place at Queer Hammer Funeral Homes. I always found the funeral home name to be kind of odd, honestly, just because after all I had this weird queer word in it. <laughs> Anyways, that's beside the point. The wake had started and there wasn't a dry eye in the funeral home except for me. I felt fine. I felt completely fine until I walked with hesitation towards my mom. She was in a white marble casket and I saw her cold, frozen, lifeless face. Then the floodgates opened up and I began to cry. It was the thought of I'm never going to actually talk to my mom again ever again that made me cry for the next few hours. My mom and I were very close, and every question I had, I went to my mom with it. It wasn't fair that she was gone now. At, at least that's not what I believed. Losing my mom created a spark of, I don't know how to really word it, but obsession. Obsession over skills to become the best, to become very good at something, to become professional. Snowboarding was my first obsession. I would go seven days a week. 
I would stay home sick from school and somehow still manage to find myself at the park that night. I would stay home from school some days and still find myself doing motocross too. <laughs> Same thing. I was absolutely completely absorbed in the next thing after the next thing after the next thing. Snowboarding was an obsession. Motocross was an obsession. Then it came fitness and eating healthy. I was obsessed with fitness magazines and trying to get bigger and bigger. And I still am. And I don't really have the best genetics for muscle building, but I work out hard. I work out real hard. And sometimes I just have to accept it that all I can do is all I can do. <laughs> I'm sure you relate with this. I realize now that my life has been filled with obsessing over ideas. When I have a goal in mind, I want nothing more than to achieve that goal. That's why I've never really worried about being with a girl. I've always worried about just becoming really great at something. And I found that being with someone special, that significant someone, is kind of secondary. It's not a primary goal. By analyzing my mom's death and analyzing why I am the way I am today makes sense. I don't want to leave this world knowing I've done it half-ass. I'm actually in love with failure because with every step of failure comes a little pebble of knowledge. I'm happier when I'm creating something that isn't working rather than watching a movie. I'm happier when I'm writing something that's just shit because I know that someone else out there might actually read this one day and not think it's shit. And finally, I'm happiest when I think about, well, not being alone, but reaching someone that is alone. But they're making alone time on their own time, if that makes any sense. Even though she is gone right now, she still lives inside my imagination. That's why I believe that even when you're dead, you're not dead. Because you live inside the memories of so many other people. So, with that being said, do you relate with this? Or you found it inspirational or meaningful? Please share it with someone. Because all I want to do is just that. Make people feel less alone when they're ready to join a community. That's when it truly means something. Because the last time I checked, forcing someone to do something just isn't going to work. It might sometimes. But when people are doing work that's not meaningful, the willpower runs out. But when you have a deep, deep, deep obsession over something that you find meaningful, 
nothing's going to stop you. Even if you believe that you're part of the loser gang and you're obsessed with that thing, well, you'll get it. Anyways, you matter and you're enough. Don't ever, ever forget it.